0: Marner, Marner top of the circle, holds, works back down in, still with it, down low into the corner, Tavares trying to get it back to Marner, center in front, Nylander shot backhand in front of the goal, He score! Matthews set up perfectly by John Tavares, and the Leafs are on the board with a power play goal, and Matthews with his 32nd of the season.
1: Welcome back to the Leafs Cast.
0: 32nd of the season Matthews is one back of being in the rocket lead once more he needs to get there he needs at least past Kreider like this poser up there
2: (laughs) Mr. played five more games than Matthews Drysdale played three more
1: I mean it's really in the pop but but Ryan I feel like you've had you've had Chris Kreider's number for a while now is there something that occurred between you and I know he's probably run into a Maple Leafs goalie or two but is there something specific you want to address Early on in the I pod? don't know. What I your... I
0: don't believe what these Ranger fools are doing. Every time, there's always a team every every year where you just look at them and you're like, they're doing so well. Like that's weird. They don't belong there. They They should be in the same conversation as some of the other teams that are up here. And for me, that's the Rangers this year. Get out of here. So take a seat. We're 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 in front here. It's us. And, Get out. Of and here.
2: then and then all you have to do is look at their goalie and say, ah, that explains it. And that's like the Leafs the past couple games. Like this, ugh
0: goalies why is it always every goalie but our goalie well you know what washington is only three points back of them and then they're in the wild card spot which is really where they belong so i I guess i can cool off on the rangers a little bit here
1: i mean six in the league listen we can end the beef with the rangers right here okay um when the leafs pick first overall we pick good players actually you could just when the leafs pick (laughs) high overall we pick good players second overall we took luke shen no wait No, that was fourth overall. We traded for James Van who who is second overall. My bad. Bottom line, Rangers. This isn't a Rangers podcast. Leafs talk only. All right. Welcome back to the Leafs cast. Stephen Douglas here, joined by Tim and Ryan Allison. It's been a little while. It was an All Star break. We took an All Star break. We're All Stars, so we get to take a break as well.
0: Well, Um, hold on. Actually, the the All Stars were the only ones who didn't take a break. (laughs) (laughs) They had to (laughs) go to the game, so I guess we're not All Stars. Did you guys watch any of the game or just the skills?
1: Just I the watched skills. none of the game
0: and none of the skills. I watched the highlights.
1: Uh, I wait, Tim, what you said, you watched the skills.
2: Yeah. The whole yeah. thing. I watched, I uh, I mean, I wasn't quite as invested, like eyes glued to the television. Like I am with the Leafs games, but I, uh, I paid attention to the different events, especially when there was a leaf involved.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't watch the, um, I didn't watch anything except for the accuracy. And then I watched Austin Matthews play that weird cards game uh, where he lost.
0: Yeah, that was a weird one.
1: I don't. I...
2: Well, yeah, the rules of that was broken. The accuracy one was interesting. I, whenever they talk about the accuracy, I'm always just brought back to Thomas Cavalier, four for four shooting master going all the way back. <laughs>
1: yeah. Austin Matthews did really well in that a few years back. I remember Pasternak had a really good performance. That one's always fun to me. I don't know, because it's so simple. But then it, it's you're so frustrated for the guys that like suck at it. It's like. Who are you? (laughs) Who
0: are you? Who are you? Trevor Zegos remains the coolest player in the league after the All Star competition. So well done, Zegress,
1: coolest guy on planet Earth,
0: Trevor Zegress.
1: Holy smokes! Um, all right, so let's let's get into it. You you know, we do have some Maple Leafs news. We're going to talk about a handful of games, um, some of the recent ones, and then we're going to go into the in my head is the segment. We're going to go into the head of a few. So brace yourself, Maple Leafs players. and, uh, uh, like listen in on their inner monologue, uh, you know, leading into the second half of the season. What are they thinking it's Gonna be very interesting. Know. I don't know what technology the Leafs cast has to get this information out of these guys' minds, but we did it. Let's talk about if the you get, games. Oh, go ahead, Tim.
2: If you got a TV, if you get a TV big enough, you can tell.
1: <laughs> Speaking of big TVs, Tim watched a couple of Leafs L's on the big TV this week. Um, and one really great W. So, glossing over the games a couple weeks ago, which we can get into later, but um, Leafs lose 3-2 last night in Vancouver against the Canucks, 5-2 against the Flames, and then a 4-3 overtime win on Monday against the Hurricanes. Uh, A couple different looks by the Leafs, and I thought it was three games where the Leafs looked very different in all three. I mean, let's talk about it a little bit.
2: Well, I think if you want to start against Vancouver, uh, wh- what did we finish off? 52 shots? 53 yeah. shots? It was just like... A
0: re- record high number of saves for Thatcher Dumco for that organization.
2: Yeah, just like w- we were all over them, it felt like. But see, Ryan and I had a bit of a disagreement about this. I said that that was a classic case of us getting goalie that we had all these scoring chances, and we were dominant, and we deserved to score more than two goals. And Ryan disagreed. Ryan thought we were just peppering the net, and that it wasn't the goalie's fault that we lost.
0: I, I at, least not, at least not, at the Vancouver. Vancouver. You're you're <laughs> misquoting me because yes, obviously anyone watching that game, Thatcher Demko had a great game and he made a lot of sa- obviously he made a lot of saves and some high quality saves. But I wouldn't look at that game and say, okay, we lost, and the goalie stood on his head and was making these crazy saves, and we could have won that game five to two, but instead we we lost because the goalie was just making these miraculous once in a season saves. Like when I think of getting goalie, I think of Shesterkin, <laughs> Shesterkin from earlier this year or price last year in the playoffs, or like Ugh. there's some, there's these games that you can think of. You say like, yes, that one was getting goalied. We're not going to remember this game as man. Do you remember that, that uh, Vancouver Canucks game where Demko just stood on his head and we got goalie. No, it was just, we took a lot of shots. He made some good saves. We had definitely had a lot of pressure in their end, but I more like it and say, okay, we made some costly mistakes, especially in the neutral zone. Justin Hall forgot how to play hockey again. And we put ourselves in the position where we needed to score. And when you put yourself in that position, you're partially relying on luck. You're relying on the other goalie, not making saves. And we didn't, we didn't get it. They made the saves and and we kind of dug our own grave in that sense. So, no, I yeah. wouldn't say that this is one of those instances where we got goalie. Their goalie played really well, but I wouldn't put it in the category of we got
2: yeah, uh, Fair enough. But their goalie definitely made zero mistakes, and they can count the number of mistakes we made on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, you're, you're, you're totally right. I was thinking that last night where um, we've been feeling it a little bit more lately, but like a game where we have the second best goalie in the game, and that to, to a degree is what cost us. I mean, yeah, there wasn't a ton of high danger chances at like the moments when we needed it. But I was watching that game last night, hundred percent sure the Leafs were going to win. Like I was so sure we were going to win. I mean, you saw the graphics, especially
0: when we tied it up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you saw the graphics with like the, the, the offensive or, or the, sorry, the puck possession. And we were like doubling mm-hmm. them up. And, uh, uh, it's a frustrating loss, but then it's not one that we're going to come on here. I think and like, say that Leafs are doomed, right. It's just like one that we took the L um, yeah,
0: it, it was a, it was a good loss. Like you look at the way that the Leafs played and there's like, you know, the, the mistakes that we made in the neutral zone and, and some clear the net moments. But overall, when you outplay a team that badly, when you, you know, s- sim that game a hundred times, we're going to win like 80 to 85 times out of, out of the hundred. So So it's, it's tough to, <laughs> And the
2: other the other 15 games will be in the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's basically it.
0: But like (laughs) if we if we're playing like that consistently, it's it's hard to to complain about it too much. Like we we did play really well. Our our lines were buzzing. I don't know. I
2: mean, mean, we did play really well, but offensively, defensively, it's just like the same the same story that it feels like I don't know. Maybe it's like partially my memory, but it feels like in the fall. I remember someone on this thing saying we were a better defensive team than offensive team.
0: I'm pretty sure we dumped (laughs) that guy for that egregious opinion.
2: Yeah, let's forget that happened. But in 2022, the Leafs have just like been slacking. It's just like more like I don't know if it's partially a defense because the defense is definitely to blame, but or whether they've tweaked the system and it's this and the system designed to get like more goals and we've got we've certainly gotten more. Goals. I mean, last last couple games it's been two goals apiece, but it's it's getting to be concerning that like if Vancouver and Calgary can poke holes in our defensive tissue paper, what are the legit teams gonna do to it?
1: I I thought the same thing because you know you're talking about defense and and I guess to transition to the Flames game, that was the story of that game. I mean, you know, second period domination or was it second period? One period we looked really great. Maybe it was like. It was like 10 yeah. minutes of a period and then completely falling apart uh, on, in, 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 the defensive end. And I, I think Tim to, like, what I notice at least is that I think the Matthews line plays well defensively. I think the camp line plays well defensively, but I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. John Tavares defensive zone and he's playing center, right? That's the defensive position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's been a little, it's not helping right? It's not helping the situation at all. Um,
2: and, yeah, and I th- I think like it's not just on Tavares. I think the last 10 games or so, Willie hasn't quite been the same uh, force of nature. He wasn't the first part of the year. The first part of the maybe him and Marner just draw the same life force. So when Marner is injured, Neil <laughs> is just a beast. And then when Marner is taking, <laughs> taking the force, mm-hmm. Willie's just kind of yeah. s- sliding to the back and My fantasy team is struggling as a result of it. But
0: like, here's the thing, like, it's okay if you're not the most defensive team. Like, that's not our top line. Like, the other team's top line is going out there against Matthews and Marner. So they're facing the other team's second lines. So it's okay that they're not the, the biggest defensive line that's out there. But they have to generate the offense. Then they like you. you can't have a, a line of Kerfoot, Tavares, and Nylander and have them be like zero out on like you have to win that matchup. That's what our team is built around. Our top two lines, our top two juggernaut lines, juggernaut centermen, and, and they need to to get goal support if they're not going to be uh, you know doing their thing defensively. They got to at least put it in the other end. That's like kind of kind of what Florida has. Like they have Huberto who's just putting them in left, right, and center and racking up all these points. He plays on their second line. He's not that great defensively. He's not the guy who's coming back and, and taking plays away to bring them the other way. Like he's, he's getting the offensive starts, and that's what our guys are doing. The difference is, is that Huberto's getting the points, and right now, JT and Willie, they're not, they're not putting it in the net. Five on five, yeah, not at all. Not mm. at all. And it's, man, you know,
1: because the power play's clicking, right? The power play's looking Love good. It. And maybe we're always going to find things to complain about. I know that we're like a cynical bunch here sometimes, but yeah, I'm just, that's not helping. And we'll see there's about a month to go before the trade deadline and we'll see what the Leafs do to shore up the defense or maybe, I don't know, change the look offensively. Not to say that like we're going to move John Tavares or something like that, but they need, they need help back there. So like this was also the first week that we saw Jake Muzzin back in the lineup, right? Was he there Monday as well? Or was it just the
0: last no, two games? No, I think it was just the last two games.
1: And so then so then we see the shakeup with Sandine going down to play with Lillie Grin, Hall and Muzzin, and then back to Brody and uh um yeah, Riley. Morgan Riley. What did you guys think of of Jake Muzzin in his return and then just like the shake up in the defensive pairs?
0: Like I, I think that against Calgary as a team like for for the whole we were pretty soft like we looked like a small team playing against a big team and i don't know how much of that i would put on our defense as, as much as our forwards as well yeah. but in that vancouver game man justin hall looks like the worst he's been yeah. all season like it was it it was a regression back to the just just when he we thought he was turning the corner and after after the covid break he was starting to look a little better my confidence is shaken again and now i'm like Man, does he even should he even be on our roster here? Like, is going between him and Dermot even like like what's the point here? I I am more so in the camp that the fix on our defense is not from within. We need we need something. We need something.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's oh, it's hard. I I would say like Sandin definitely has a place. Like, I think he looks best on that third par- pairing where. uh I, obviously his offensive game is is ahead of where his defensive game is so when he does get those sheltered minutes like he looks great so he definitely has a spot it's just like <laughs> for the 10th year in a row that right side of the defense but Lynch, yeah to- i mean it's oh. it's looking like hall and dermot and Lilligren are all kind of like a six seven
1: but to that mm-hmm. though like i i really like what L- Liljegren does offensively as well like like i w- i think i would be okay if if the leafs rather than getting two okay guys went all in on one like really good guy to play in that top four alongside jake muzzin like i think i'd rather have lily grin playing with Sandine than justin hall
0: but once you like we like the pairing of riley and brody because riley can jump up in the play and be this dynamic oh, okay. offensive defenseman yeah and you know brody will be there to Dive on his back and stop the two-on-one coming back the other way, and that's where we're looking at. Okay, we need someone to play with Muzzin, and it could be a more offensive. Line. That's that's why the name of Sandine playing on his offside with Muzzin is interesting because it could be the same dynamic. But if if on that third pair you have you know you, you want to have Lilligren because he's interesting offensively, well, all of a sudden you have two offensive defensemen on that third pair, and you can get in trouble if you get hand up end in your own net with those two as a pair together. I think. Yeah. Especially when you're playing against a dangerous offensive team like Tampa or Florida in the playoffs. It mm-hmm. just, yeah, it, it's going to be, it's going to be really
1: interesting to see if if the Leafs recognize that that this is an issue going into the deadline. Well, I, I know they do, but like, do they recognize it enough that they're ready to sell something to make it happen? Because it's a real, it's a real problem. And Tim said it that like going up against these, you know, not juggernaut teams in well, the NHL and, Kind of getting owned in our own end like this, it's a problem. So,
2: well, so I guess like partially we're a little doom and gloom just because like we faced two not not contending teams the last couple games, and even though we've dominated them in the shot charts, like ridiculous to the uh, ridiculous point, we have come away with two losses. But we did also face this week a top five team in the NHL,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we got the win
0: and looked great. Mm-hmm. Like that no, that no. was, that was probably the most fun game of the entire season against Carolina. For sure. Top to bottom, like a 60 minute performance looked really good.
1: For sure. For sure. I mean, it's seeing, seeing Freddie Anderson back in there too, right. Fresh off the all-star break. no nope, <laughs> No rest for him because they know that you're coming into Toronto and you're going up against your former team and he was going to play well. And, uh um Leafs you know they know him well right like I think to, to to a degree right they they have shot more pucks on Freddie Anderson than any other goalie they've ever you know uh known right and so they know <laughs> the spots to pick on him and I mm-hmm. think that was an
0: advantage that the Leafs had going into this game um but it was the same thing with like Marazic came from Carolina so like you, you could argue the same point for Carolina's advantage over Marazic
2: Yes. Yeah. Morazic was bounced around the pad. Like he was in Detroit more recently than Carolina, but
1: anyway. And then, right. so then Mitch Marner with two goals in that game, he loves oh. playing the Carolina hurricanes. <laughs> he loves, <laughs> yeah, he it, does. loves
2: it. Loves it. Yeah. He, uh, and uh, when he, when he tied it up, with just like, was it? Like five or six minutes left. It was just like, so exciting.
1: Something that they noted on the broadcast last night. I don't always look at the box score after the game he's I mean he's scoring a lot more but he's shooting like five times
2: as much as
0: he used to in the games and taking better shots like his shots are higher quality they're from the slot he's he's making himself a scoring threat and and I remember earlier in the season, I, I pretty sure I just flat out said, like, I'm so done with Marner taking shots because he would just either shoot it would go right into the stomach or be from like a bad angle. And he just kept on saying, oh, I want to be more dangerous scoring threat, more dangerous scoring threat. I'm just like, shut up, man. You're not. You pass. But clearly he's getting paid $11 million for a reason. He looks dangerous out there as a scoring threat. And it's so refreshing. Yeah. um. Uh was
2: unfortunate he did uh was it the calgary game that that was what snapped his scoring yep. streak yep that's a r- didn't go oh, go ahead tim i wouldn't say didn't didn't get the nhl record
1: i thought it was going to tie the nhl record or no no he was still going to be short of the nhl record it was uh it was a few more games he had to he go. had to go yeah because timothy or, or timothy salani salani <laughs> um um he's the one with the record 11 goals 11 straight games with the goal i'm actually surprised that that record hasn't been beaten like how is like you know steven stamko scored 60 goals in a season alex ovechkin scored 65 in a season and those didn't come on more than 11 consecutive games a little shocking by that but
0: um it's hard there's a reason why that record's still standing that's so many games to be able to and like that's against low competition hot hot competition all you need is one hot goaltender that just stops your shots and you could have two streaks of nine and that that doesn't matter it doesn't get you the record
1: it's it's obvious though after these these past you know couple of weeks that mitch marner's a guy who feeds off of momentum and confidence
0: right
2: and energy like with the fans
1: it, it, it's just it's so interesting like because he, he does look like a different player going to shoot that puck and it's it's remarkable that he could put up the numbers that he has over the last you know couple of seasons while yeah yep. not score like like not being a confident sc- scoring guy right like shooting guy
2: Um he well the past few years he, he's gotten like 25 goals or so it's just like so far this year or i mean on pace the past few years have been weird as far as games
0: play yeah well last last year in five on five scoring he was fourth in the league so like he, he gets goals it's just he's never had a power play goal which is maybe what just limits his uh goal totals but i mean now he, he's found his groove with matthews now and they're both clicking but but here's a question for you guys Right now, Matthews and Marner are both at like peak performance levels. They're they're hot as they've ever been. And, no, don't break them up. <laughs> no, and 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 then if you look down the lineup, Tavares and Nylander are cold as they've ever been. In the last game against Vancouver, Kerfoot didn't touch the ice for the last ten minutes of the game, and Mikhaev was up there. So, like, obviously, Keith is done with, or at least is is. Thinking about being done with Kerfoot on that second line and wants to shake something up. Willie and Nealander, ha- or, or Willie and Nealander. Willie Nealander and Tavares have not been going for the past while. Is it worth? Because we've tried it, just not too recently when they've done the three lines, putting martyr with Tavares. Is it worth shaking something up here to get Tavares and Nealander going again?
2: Mm. Ryan, do you know what's better than forty goals? Shut
0: up, Tim. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I vote, I vote no. I think you can still mix up the, bo- the bottom nine of the lineup without touching the top. Like, I want Matthews to get the rocket. I want him to get the heart. I
0: don't care come about the rocket and heart. I want to win a playoff round, and I want to have options for when this happens in the playoffs, and our top line's getting shut down, and Nylander and Tavares aren't going. What are we going to do? And I want to have those options ready. Forget about the stupid trophies. There's only one trophy that matters, Tim. I'm going to agree. uh, And
1: yeah, I think, I think, agree with Tim. I think you got to keep Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner together. I think there's enough love and, and, and quality players in the bottom nine. It should be, I'm just like, I'm really frustrated with like the idea that I have to, we have to continue babying John Tavares. We're like, man, you make $11 million a year and you can make it work with these guys. Do you know, like, it's just, it's getting a little bit frustrating for me. I'm a little bit concerned. Not sweating buckets. I'm just a little bit concerned that it seems like he just takes some of these games off and he's, he's not impacting, he's not impacting the game as much as as, as i want it's to.
0: difficult to complain too much because john Tavares is currently second on our team with 17 goals and second on our team with 44 points but 5v5 so like, it's uh, i mean that that's inflated a lot by and he's a quality power play guy but
1: like that it's inflated a lot by that i i want to say he has somewhere around 10 even strength goals
0: he is second on our team in power play goals as well <laughs> so yeah
2: i don't know i i'm not as concerned with john Tavares. uh mm-hmm. Is he the... I don't know. It feels like we just we just bounce between our $11 million men and say, like, which one is underperforming? And now that
0: Martyr is good, now we
2: have to tell uh
0: But that's, that's the, the cost you take when you sign that paper saying, I want to get paid $11 million. It's not good enough to just be good, or it's not good enough to be great and good on other nights. You need to be great every night to be worth that $11 million. And, like, maybe Tavares isn't worth that anymore. He still needs to be a second line centerman in the national hockey and a good second line centerman in the national hockey league Mm -hmm. and right. Like overall the season he has been over the past two weeks. eh. Yeah. I mean, second line centerman
2: is a pretty low bar. I'd say he's still clearing that he's just not, he's closer to a number two than he is a one B and maybe, yeah, that's fair. Maybe like maybe we're, we're
1: underestimating how much, you know, Willie sometimes (laughs) takes these nights off. We're being so negative here. We maybe need to move on um <laughs> let's move well, on to those jersey I,
0: games those are can fun. i say though something
1: that i can talk about confidence i have confidence that we could beat the carolina hurricanes in a playoff round and i feel like we've talked about this before
2: where it's like you know give us anybody except uh-huh. for boston we're like
1: i really want carolina uh, i want carolina and
2: and then they give us like columbus and then <laughs> montreal it's like give us a guy to play a team that plays exciting hockey and so we yep. can enjoy ourselves because we can win exciting hockey but i do want to say one thing about the overtime against Carolina. Cause we always give the other team such a hard time, about how much time wasting they did. We wasted the middle two minutes of that overtime, just waiting for Matthews and martyr to like <sighs> catch their breath. <laughs> and Caroline is like, no, we have a window and it's closing. And then uh-huh. like, 30 seconds or 20 seconds after Matthews and Marta get back on, they just score. It's just like,
0: well, I mean, that's for the right over, call, like th- three on three overtime is so fun, <laughs> but it's so flawed in that you just skate it back and wait. Like it's so annoying how easily it's fixed. Put an over, uh, what's it called? An over and back on the red line, put a shot clock. I don't care. Just do something to spur offense. Or like stretch it to 10 minutes. I don't know. Get rid of
2: offsides and icings and just like, wait, <laughs> I don't know. Yes. But anyways, I was go- into
0: 2k hits. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm always over.
1: amazed though, in the three on three, how like you all, it, it, they, the, the, like when they get into the offensive zone, right. How there always ends up being a situation where it's like, if this puck gets tipped, like, you know, a foot, the wrong direction, there's two guys that are going to be going RN. Cause Morgan Riley's like behind the net in three on three overtime. <laughs> like you're the only guy yep. out there. How do you guys forget this? Um, We want the goals. So then the devils, I mean, we smoked the devils like obliterated the devils off the face of the earth before the all-star break. Don't even know where New Jersey is. Some of the best offensive, like, I I don't know, I I thought the devils were, I didn't think they were this bad, just lazy. They were so lazy and the Leafs were so taking advantage of that.
2: Yeah. They're also missing their best defenseman and some other guys as well. So like not maybe the true, new jersey was like maybe below average to begin with but you take out all
0: those guys and yeah it's rough i would say that it's it's tough to have too many takeaways from especially that second game where you win like what was the final score 15 to 1 or something i'm <laughs> thinking of the <laughs> seven <laughs> canada, one, i'm thinking seven of the canada one. women's games against some of these countries. hello um okay. no I, it, it's tough to take too much away from that the, the i'd say the biggest takeaway is from the, actually the first game when Campbell started and and New Jersey got some goals early and they pulled Campbell and we weren't looking great, we put Marazic in. And the fact that we rallied back after that and came back and Morazzick looked pretty solid for the rest of the game. It's like moments like that, they are just like, okay, this is why you have a tandem goalie setup so that when your guy isn't looking great, you don't feel bad putting in your second guy, Marazic who even Like, though he hasn't had the the greatest success so far with the Leafs, we could put him in, and he can stop pucks and give our team a chance to win. And it doesn't mean that Campbell's a bad goalie. It just means he was off that night, and we still got two points out of it. And if we had Campbell and Wall, I don't know if we would have had those two points. So that that was my biggest takeaway.
1: What's up with uh, Andreas Janssen now going by Johnson? Did you guys know that? I'm pretty
0: sure that when he first started with Toronto, he said, I want to be called Janssen, and now he's changing his mind. Did he say that? I just thought the announcers were just wrong. no, no. I, th- I remember I remember they came out and said they, they said, like, no, he wants to be called Johnson. That's how he pronounce his name. Right. No, Johnson is correct. I John Johnson would be wrong. No I no, think. no, that's said, what, no, that's what they're yeah, saying on the broadcast, yeah. that he
1: wants, well, he wants that, his, right. his, the pronunciation is Johnson. I don't know if he's messing with everybody, right, which maybe be, it sounds
0: more New york I don't
1: know. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, but I do love though these uh, uh back-to-back. Like series. I think that's so fun. I think they should do way more of those. I think you should do especially when we win both of them. Uh, Yes. Well, well, yeah. I mean, because like then (laughs) you talk about momentum, right? It's like we smoked these guys yesterday. Like we're coming right back. Um, So I hope they do more of those. I wish they would have, you know, after the like kind of fun that the Canadian division was last year. But all right. Do you guys want to get into the
0: topic for this week? I'm dying to hear what's in these players' (laughs) brain
1: going down my head i see you oh this song's so bad do you guys ever hear that song <laughs> from like it was a while ago i was thinking of you know songs for the 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 subject okay uh uh in my head in my mind in my mind we're going to go into the mind of a couple of players on the maple leafs and kind of what they're thinking about their performance, their their the their status on the team, and just like their mindset going into the second half of the season, and then maybe we'll discuss those players a little bit. Um let's get into it. All right. All right, let's, let's hear go. It. Here's player number one. We're gonna go into Peter Morazic's mind.
2: Oh boy. Is this while well, his groin is healthy when it's uh
1: why is everybody in Toronto so concerned about my groin? Maple Leafs This team's stupid I'm supposed to be the number one I'm getting paid like a number one Alex Najelkovic. I'm better than that fool You know who else I'm better than? Better than Jack Campbell He's bleeding I can take this job This is my job This is my job You saw that New Jersey game Ryan saw it I heard on the Leafs cast He saw it I played well I'm the man I am
0: the man. I'm the man. And my groin is fine. Thank you. All right. Apparently, he thinks he could take the number one spot.
2: Is this what, what he's like daydreaming during the game as he's kicking out these juicy rebounds to the other team?
1: <laughs> no, I think, I think though, it, 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 more, more than ever, the number one job is up for grabs because I think there, there is a shake of confidence in Jack Campbell's game right now, like, like like within the organization. I, I, there's no way that right now they would sign him to like a long term deal right now, right? Not to say that they would I, go like you know, give give uh, Peter Morazic, like you know trade Campbell away or something like that. But it's it's going to be interesting once we get some big games coming up. If there's one where both guys have rest and we throw Peter Morazic in there because he he's played the best he has. Within, within the last couple weeks since coming.
0: It, it's it, I feel like it's at the point where you're right. Morazic has played the best he has since coming to Toronto, and Campbell's probably playing the worst he has, at least this season in Toronto. But like even that considered, I would say that they're about even. <laughs> so I, I, I think that if before the All-Star break or before our, our COVID break, it was Campbell is a clear-cut number one and Morazic is just a clear-cut backup, now you could look at it and say Campbell's the 1A and Mrazik's the one B, but anything more than that, I think that's a stretch.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if they're I don't think they're that concerned about Campbell's last stretch of play. Like I think it's it hasn't quite quite been long enough that they say like, oh, this is closer to what he is than what he was earlier in the season. Though like earlier in the season was like unsustainable. Um and while like I don't think they would be giving him like a five by five at this point, like. I don't think they're worried like, oh, should we even give this guy a three year deal? Um, But yeah, I I,
0: I would be worried if I were them, like this is uncharted territory for Campbell. He's never started this many games. Like he's already, he's already passed his, his max starting games of, of, of other seasons. So this is us figuring out, can he handle the workload of starting, 40 50 60 games in the nhl and and if what we're seeing here it's just an indication that no he's more of a tandem guy we played him too much in the earlier years he needed the earlier part of the season he needed a little bit more help on some of those games and on some of the workload and maybe we're paying for it now now obviously it's a small sample size we're going to figure that out definitively by the end of the season but if this continues and it doesn't you know it's been going on for. about a month now or two months even it's it's not great it's it's just not boding well
2: you you think it, this might be
0: Campbell uh wearing out like I don't know he, he like he had the all oh no wait he didn't have the all-star break <laughs> did not have the all-star break although him and Vasilevsky won the uh, save competition so there you go Campbell that he did all right
1: you guys want to hear another one let's go all right we're going into the mind of Nick Ritchie Oh, no. no. Hmm. I'm Nick Ritchie. This is, by the way, I'm sitting on the bus heading to Utica for our game. <laughs> Why am I on a bus? What? I'm, I'm supposed to be playing left wing alongside Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Well, that is if lease management smart enough to keep those guys together. That's where I was supposed to be. What am I, What am I doing here? Oh, wait, hang on. What's Coach saying? Wait, somebody from the Marlies is playing for Team Canada in Beijing? It's gotta be me. But it's Josh Housang? That guy sucks. He plays for the Marlies. Wait, I play for the Marlies.
0: <laughs> I wonder how much an apartment in Phoenix is. Oh, no. Phoenix. <laughs> it's rough. And I mean, him, I, him was, and Gal. It was. Um, um, thirty-two thoughts. Elliot Freeman put, said on the the broadcast yesterday that I guess the Leafs are shopping around Nick Ritchie, so maybe uh maybe Kyle Dubas agrees with you, steven that he's on the Marlies. He must suck. <laughs> Let's get rid of this guy.
1: well uh, At this point, it's it's been uh, has it been a month since he's played for the Leafs? I think it's been that long. Uh, time is hard. I, I know that we've had like yeah. some some pauses, and there hasn't even been that many games over the last month. But it's it's been a long time. What I heard is that they they want to trade him and like like, don't want to buy him out i hate the idea that they're even saying they would potentially buy him out because i just hate how that works for the team
0: that's just accepting the loss yeah if you could trade him then at least it's it's a nothing but buying him out it's just yeah we made a mistake on this one crazy 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 so it'd be be interesting to know what the trade market is there like it, it is it uh we have to add a sweetener at this point or are, are there interest from other teams? Like I would be really interested to know what that looks like. So what was kind of interesting that, uh,
2: one, one person, uh, on, online was, was looking at and saying, like one thing that the Leafs have that might be an advantage is so each team has, uh, a limit of 50 NHL contracts that they can have on the books. And this is both uh regular team as well as the Marlies. Yep. And in recent years, this has been kind of a bit of a valuable currency, how many open spaces you have. This is why you you don't see players be picked up on waivers. You see them be, they clear waivers, you take them and you send a contract the other way. That way you always maintain those few extra spots. That way in the off season, it's like, oh, there's this European free agent that wants to come over. You have room for them. Right. So the Leafs under Kyle Dubas have been prioritizing keeping these spots open. So most teams function between like, 48 to out of these 50 spots kind of uh, filled up. No one wants to be right at 50, but usually only one or two. Kyle Dubas is down at 45. So at least have room to take on another five contracts.
0: Hmm. So what
2: we could see is say like Nick Ritchie traded for
0: three or four, maybe three or four. four nobodies, like not for salary cap, just to dump, to get those empty contract spaces.
2: Exactly. And we saw a deal similar to this, except at least going the other way um where they took on michael grabner's contract from the islanders mm. and in return of the, for the cap it we we gave them a, a bunch of spare parts but basically that filled uh contract spot so we might not have to include a sweetener but i don't know i feel like the longer he's in the Marlies, it's it's not
1: yeah good. i'm trying to remember the last like you know known nhl player that was spending time in the like it got that bad they went to the minors and then got traded right like like actually traded for something the last one i can think of was a uh, uh, wasn't it Jeff Carter on the Kings that was so long ago like there has to be a did, more recent situation than that
2: um, did he spend time in the minors
1: yeah maybe it was a different Kings player Richards it was Mike Richards Oh, I think that was it I'm just saying and, and that's like that's like a guy with a pedigree way higher than Nick Richie I just I I think it's gonna take a sweetener because like even the highs with him on other teams it just like wasn't that high like like he'd have to play so well to live up to that contract. So, uh, and especially with how tight things are right now, I think it's going to be a sticky situation, but don't buy him out. Don't buy him out.
0: So, well, at the same time though, it, it, it kind of depends what the trade talks are like. Like what if they're saying, yeah, we want a young prospect to go with Richie. Then all of a sudden, maybe it is worth just buying him out and keeping your prospects, saving those for a trade. Like I agree, buying him out would suck, but we don't know what the ask is. and. The fact that they're talking about it must mean that they can't just move the contract for free. Otherwise, they they would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got two more. It would be very interesting. Like if, if let's say the Leafs traded him now and the salary cap is just the salary space is just there. And all of a sudden we have like $3 million of salary cap space that we could work with. It just opens so many possibilities and we're clamoring for help on the back end here. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, we can do something. And I don't know the, the, the idea excites me more than it has in the past. I'm I'd be pretty ready to just see Nick Ritchie gone to make room for someone else on our roster.
1: All right, here we go. I got, I I got two more for you. Okay. This is uh, going into Tim Allison's head. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. This 85 inches sweet man you know what i was thinking about the podcast this week like steven does make some good points from time to time but isn't he the guy that says cole caulfield was going to score 40 goals this year <laughs> like, i just can't take him seriously and he said that Corey perry should have jumped over a live man on the ice in the playoff game i can't take him seriously but he makes some good points i don't know
0: I he, no, no, he's done. he's done. Cole Caulfield and the wow. Montreal Canadiens biggest tire fire in the league no he scored
1: two goals in his last two games I noticed that but uh, it's oh did he yeah ever <laughs> since they got their new coach I, I, I don't know it's almost like he's like he's on that that Mitch Marner um express where like it's just all about the confidence and like like how how is it that he just scores like when there's the hype about him, like he scores goals, right? There was hype when he came into the playoffs, he scores goals. Then Marty St. Louis gets hired by the, the uh, Canadians and it's like, oh, you know, he's, uh, Caulfield grew up idolizing this guy. He's going to play so well and he just plays so well. I mean, they're losing still, but he's scoring goals. So they suck. They suck. Tim, any thoughts? That's your mind that we went into.
2: That 85 is pretty
0: nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got one more. One more, one more, one more. This is Mitch Marner's Brain. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes, I am, yes, I am, yes, I am. Man, I'm so good. I'm so good right now. I'll I'll play with whoever. I don't care. Give me Richie. Give me Richie. Not him, (laughs) Not other part of my inner pod log. <laughs> Why do I have another person in my head? I <laughs> he threw me off. I, I was just, sorry, sorry. I, uh, I was saving my, hold, hold my tongue a little bit when we were talking about the, the, the lines because I did honestly have the thought that this week, playing to the player's strengths John Tavares' strength offensively is, you know, in close, in front of the net, and, you know, getting it, getting it around the guy, right? Behind him, on top of him, whatever, right? Like, he's scoring right there in close. I think the way that Mitch Marner's playing right now with driving the net, I think if you can pair them with somebody like Ilya Mikheyev, who's responsible defensively, well, even though he's going to hate that, if you can kind of pinch a little bit more and have two guys crashing the net, you know. Uh, Mitch Marner to do the work to get it in there and John Tavares to bang it home. I think I think those two could play well together like w- w- with just the confidence that Mitch is playing. So I was holding my tongue a little bit because you guys were picking up. I-, I had that thought earlier, but anyway. So
0: what you're saying is I'm right. Yes, you yeah, are. Tim is right. Yes, you are. Yes you are. <laughs> yes, you are. At least in the mind of Mitch Marner. I don't know. It's At the end of the day, I feel like it's it's not the biggest deal. Like you, you have the two of the most dynamic players and Matthews and Marner with her playing together, playing on the other lines. Like our top two lines are going to probably be better than the other team's top two lines. So maybe we should focus more on the, uh, the bottom end of the, the lineup and in, in defense. Cause that's where it'll make them break us.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. The only thing I was missing from the internal monologue was some, some something along the lines of pay me like Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: want more money so i gotta do these stupid More commercials <laughs>
2: anyway it's, oh. it, it'll
0: be interesting because you brought up Mikhev. it'd be interesting to see where he because i honestly have no idea where he fits in best in this lineup he's looked really good on that third line with camp and kasha and he's just looked okay i think when he's been up on with Tavares and nylander wait but like sorry, who Mikhaev. oh mikhayev okay um but like seeing him with Comfen and, and Kasha, he should be great on those top two lines. Like he he can skate so fast and and make these plays. He looks like a threat. He's he is good defensively. You'd think that he should work up there. It's just for some reason every time he's up there, it doesn't. Even though Tavares is on the line, everyone could play well with Tavares except for McAvoy. He's the only guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're to- you're totally right. Like like maybe though okay so like if if he plays so well on the sector on, on this third line but they really just need someone to play well forward wise in the second line maybe we do see kerfoot get moved right we got to do a timmy's trade bait pod soon there's too many pods. I, I think we do i uh, I, I think no. that
0: there's a chance that a, a trade happens before the deadline and we want to be yeah, ahead, of, we that. To be we ahead should, of that we should do one of those soon. all right well the thing the problem
2: is the media keeps talking all about the trades it's so far away i think you said a month i think it's actually like six weeks away oh really it's in april no six oh, weeks also like end, end of, of
1: end of march okay well i don't know okay it, we're it's, excited a long, it's a long way we're excited
2: but there's one more in their head that we haven't done what? yet
1: you
0: have one
2: cue the, cue the music <laughs> inside the mind Of Sheldon Keefe. Ooh. (laughs) Is that another two-on-one? Is that Brody? Oh, my goodness. Not Brody. I feel the hairs on my head going gray. There goes Morazic Scrawling again. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you think Matthews can get out there again? Is he
0: at 25 minutes of ice time?
2: Oh, he's just came off. I can't put him on again. Let's put camp out. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> something. Oh, I was gonna say something about the referee. It's like, is he really calling us for too many men on the ice again?
0: <laughs> Those zebras.
1: Those. If this was Sheldon Keith's brain, there'd be a lot more f bombs, Tim.
0: And we're a family oh, this podcast. Is true. We're a family. If podcast. there was one thing that Sheldon Keith looked at our team at and said, like, this is the thing that just drives me crazy more than anything else, what do you guys think that is? um the f- the podcasters <laughs> <laughs> um the one love- thing the one thing the leafs do that sheldon keep just can't stand i don't know he seems
1: to get so much more mad at like like the only time, the only time you ever see him get super bad is at the refs. but he like silently benches these guys for long stretches of time i think it's like i think it's like giveaways because that's the thing that he'll bench you for right Is if you have a really bad giveaway
0: Yep, that's what I was saying. I was thinking specifically like Mitch Marner getting cute in the neutral zone that happened again this week against um, uh, the, 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 the Vancouver. And it's just like, just don't do it. All you're doing is giving the other team an odd man rush to hopefully maybe get like an average scoring play going our way. Just like make the smart play. I get it that possession hockey is so important, but it's better to just dump it in their zone deep than to make a dangerous pass to try and like move it up the ice, and and get into their zone with possession. It's it's starting to get a little annoying, I think. Vancouver. Yeah, and I want I was mean, gonna say I
2: I saw it more in the Vancouver game, and I do wonder like is part of it just like a lack of respect that like, they feel they can do like because I saw it like multiple times of Vancouver game like the cutesy spinorama backhand
0: to the yes. middle of the ice, and it's like, dude,
2: come on. Yeah,
0: it's just yeah. I don't know if maybe it's just like lazy not lazy in the sense of like you're not going to do the puck battles in the corner but maybe it's just because it's like february hockey and it's against the western division and you don't have that playoff mentality like when when we were watching the carolina game did that not look like intense like you weren't seeing those cutesy spinorama passes like it was smart hard hockey start to finish maybe we're just not as into it for these western games which that on its own is frustrating I think you're right.
1: I think you're right. But you know, the Vancouver did a lot of those cutesy passes as well. I was thinking that last night, but they're a, a, a bad like, team. Like couple you expect that from a bad team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. driving me nuts. Okay. Tim, you, you want to get into the birthday?
2: Oh, birthday. Th- this is an, this is an important birthday.
1: This is the happy birthday sound. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm ditching
2: it. Go, happy- Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh i see that <laughs> yeah <laughs> happy birthday to the leafs cast Woo! it happy was birthday
0: to us yay happy
2: birthday to us we are one year ago we recorded the leafs cast episode one wow. Got what a was total... episode one
0: calls do, do we know do we know what we call it episode it one? was just episode we one. we called it
2: Leafs cast episode one we mostly <laughs> we mostly were just looking for an outlet to talk about the line combinations because we knew way more than what sheldon keith knew
1: yeah that's true i remember i remember episode when i remember we we had talked about doing a pod for a little while right it was just like we gotta just like yeah put this information out there and you know it's I can't, it feels like it's been way longer than a year maybe because it's been two seasons you know
2: mm-hmm. like <laughs> every year watching the leaf games ages you. i'm 10. pretty sure we've been doing this for five
1: years but thanks for yeah one one year counts i guess it's like dog years or yeah something.
2: it's aging me i've uh... five years. We, now, we track the stats of these. So on that first day one of us p- posting the episode, we had three listens. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably it was, us three. <laughs> it was probably us three. But, you know, within like a couple of weeks, we're up to like 20 listens for that thing. And then like before, you know, it was it was the but what uh, where the snowball really started going, it was the trade deadline. And everyone wanted to know what the Leafs cast thought about Nick Felino.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember but, that because we had to do the emergency pod afterwards because they they did yes, the deal right yep. after we recorded. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. And then the first the first time we hit a uh, hundred listens, it was uh, the playoffs. And it's like as <laughs> soon because we we recorded those every single day, and it was like all right, the night of, it's like get hundred listens, and like as the first centennial episode in those playoffs. Wow. We've just been rolling since then, and you guys and our listeners keep tuning in. So. We're doing something. We right. appreciate all the
1: listeners. The, the pod has grown a ton this year. And uh, we like the feedback that we hear from everybody. And yeah, stick around. I can't wait to do... We're going to do game pods every, after every playoff game again. I hope there's more than seven um, this time. <laughs> and because uh, those are super fun. And yeah, stick around. It's going to be a lot more fun to come. What was our biggest episode? Do you have that number? Like, like, or or which, uh, which one was had
2: the most listens? So the biggest uh it was oh off season nonsense. Oh no, sorry. We we have a clip uh our so we eclipsed all of last season with our off season nonsense episode. But since then uh episode 37 Maple Leafs win big versus Boston and Timmy's terrible <laughs> bag of prop bets.
0: Everyone just wants to hear us win against Boston. That's all leaf <laughs> fans want. <laughs>
2: Yeah, right. Leafs beat Boston. It's just like, give me the
1: contents. (laughs) Well, we're going to do Timmy's terrible bag of prop bets sometime soon.
2: It's unfortunate because a lot of those have aged very poorly.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you talk about aging poorly. I remember one episode that I think did really well was the one where we talked about our Team Canada rosters. And uh, I got one part right because I'm sure I threw Eric Stahl on mine and he actually did make the team, but the rest (laughs) of them very true They're still
0: playing yeah i wonder if anyone who's listening now has listened to every single podcast we've done have any of you been out there for the the whole run yeah start email us at
1: the leafs cast the- and, and maybe tell us like your leafs cast memory or, or something you know funny like that yeah or if you've been here
2: since the have beginning. you
0: stopped being a leafs fan since listening to us <laughs> today
2: uh, we have done this is our 49th episode wow, so we, we've held pretty well to like the
0: every other week kind of thing so next episode are we gonna have a 50th episode party too steven i want some new music okay
1: like worse than the ones i had today <laughs> or better i had some bad music today
0: all right what games do we have coming up this week? i'm
1: excited the leafs play the seattle kraken for the first time in their history Ooh. so you know when we're we're old and grayer than we are now uh, we'll be able to say we saw the first one. But uh I'm excited for that. I haven't watched like a second of the Kraken since their first couple of games this year. Um, because mm-hmm. they kind of suck. So hopefully the Leafs can smoke them. And we're we're in we're in the crack house too. So that's Monday. Just do people call it that <laughs> in the crack house? No I mean, way. What what else is it? What is it called? I mean, what this I guess that's what it's called. I, no, I guess it's that's, something that's... uh like. It's all about like recycled materials and like zero emissions. So it's like zero emission stadium, but no, it's the crack house.
2: The, uh,
0: the climate pledge arena <laughs> is the official name. So we have Seattle. Then we have very hot Pittsburgh penguins and no slouch themselves. St. Louis blues after that. So it'll be a nice, easy game against Seattle, hopefully anyway. And then some tough ones. I don't know. what are, What are you guys hoping from the Leafs this week? Well, I'm liking, well. I'm
1: liking, I mean, the like like the offensive possession numbers and like the shots on goal. And I, I I, think there's a recipe to where the Leafs can win, you know, like like could have won more games this week just with some tighter defensive play. Let's hope the goalies are ready to go. Let's hope, uh, I mean, you know, this is the defense, right, for now. So like, let's hope they can just step up and, and earn your job. Because if not, you're going to be on the streets.
2: Yeah, just like it would be nice to see i i mean i feel like we're on what are we uh one year of well maybe not a year i want to see justin hall and jake muzzin be better Mm -hmm. be like top four and maybe that's like too much to ask for at this point um
0: but it's just like we need those guys we need them Uh. no
1: well go ahead ryan
0: I was going to say, for me, it's it's that second line, Tavares and Nylander, and either McKay or Kerfoot, whoever goes there. But that line's got to turn it around and, and start being a lead again. I'm, it's fun having Matthews and Marner going, but we lose games when only one of the guys are going. And if both are going, that's like a guaranteed W. So that's what I'm looking for. The Leafs are
1: going to have to score at least one goal in both the, the Kraken and Penguins game because we're playing against former Leafs Jared McCann on the Kraken and Kasperi <laughs> Kapanen on the Penguins. So let's go. Uh, what do you guys think happens in net this week? So, you know, Morazic plays on Saturday. Um, Jack Campbell plays on Thursday against the flames. So, you know, do we, you think they go back to Campbell for Saturday or sorry, sorry for, for Monday or do they go to Morazic since it's technically an easier matchup than uh, Pittsburgh. On I, I don't
0: think they're worried about like give Campbell the hard matchup and Morazic the easy matchup. I, I think that Campbell will start the next game because Morazic started the past one and, I wouldn't be surprised if they go either Campbell, Campbell, Morazic or Campbell, Morazic, Campbell, but that, that two and one is kind of where I'm thinking.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, Morazic hasn't started back to back games, like, it's like two games in a row all year. Has he? No, mm. I,
0: don't I don't think, think so. so. Except for that one. So
1: that yeah, he played, so think... and then they pulled Campbell, so, you know, right. Right. That yeah. Um, no. I, I, I mean, you know, if the early season was any indicator, I mean, they, they don't be shocked if they go Campbell, Campbell, Campbell this week as well. Right. Cause there's, there's, Three days rest in between Monday and Thursday game.
0: Yeah, I'd, no need to do
1: that. I I think I think if they win on Monday, I think they play Campbell on Monday, and I think if they win on Monday, they play Campbell on Thursday, and then they play uh, Mrazek on Saturday. I think they want to get two wins out of this this week, and if they win on Monday, so, so. that's what I think. That'd be nice. He's right sometimes, but man, <laughs> get out of Tim's head. <laughs> Isn't he that guy? Is he that same man? <laughs> anyway. All right. That's it. 50 episodes coming up next week. Ryan's putting me We're to work. Oh, yeah. Let yeah. me hire an intern to song. help with
0: some of this stuff or what? We need you, Jordan.
1: Jordan doesn't listen to a second of this podcast. <laughs> there you go. Love it. That was good.
2: All right. Love it.